0: going on y'all i'm rashani this is hindsight movie reviews uh where we take movies that we saw back in the 80s 90s and early 2000s and watch it again from a grown-up perspective to see if it's if it holds up and i can tell you if you listen to the first month of our shows you know they don't <laughs> like, <laughs> like i want to sound more positive than that but Oh, God. Movies in the 80s and 90s, first of all, weren't made for Black people. Movies that are made for Black folks in the 90s weren't made for all Black people. Let's just go ahead and make sure that we're saying that, certainly. And the movie that we have today, uh, Boomerang, uh, was definitely a 90s movie to its core. Like It was made in the early 90s, 1992, but yet and still, it still reflected the whole 90s ideal in that... um, Niggas was, we were some fucking horn dogs, and everybody wanted to be a player. Like this movie is right up there with How to Be a Player as far as um, '90s movies that that you know shouldn't age well. In all honesty, I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna bring it to y'all uh, up front and center, very first thing. Boomerang shouldn't age well at all. Um, but Boomerang I was about to funny, say. <laughs> but but boomerang is funny as fuck yes like boomerang is one of the best comedies that i've ever encountered in my entire life and watching it a few weeks ago made me laugh uproariously watching it two days ago made me laugh uproariously and it's just one of those movies but when we look at it you know what we'll get to that in a second today we are joined by the quintessential the the damn near podcast perfection we're joined by wade wade tell him something about yourself and tell him something about your show man the floor is yours <coughs> what's going on everybody i'm old man wade the god
1: of and the lord of laughter old man wade uh yeah i, I host the old man wade show with my uh, the, the pinnacle of political perfection the superior super Bowl copy uh and we talk about everything under the sun from uh politics to comedy to comic books to news, to random sex stories and drunk stories, we we do it all, man. Like for example, we went from talking about that uh, woman in Full House getting two months in jail to reading OJ tweets. <laughs> What's OJ tweeting about now?
0: <laughs> all, all types of shit. He's woke now for some reason. Damn, it took him long <laughs> enough. Like, dude, like I guess I guess because the statutes of limitations are passing, he can say I never actually loved that white woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, that gives you time to become woke. Like, if you okay, I'm not even gonna do that. I don't. I don't nah. want people coming after me. It's not worth it. Nah. Um, <laughs> there's no way to discuss OJ in my life without people coming after me. My dad will pop about the toilet and be like, "Nigga, you wrong." So <laughs> the only TV I ever saw my dad watch every day, like he was like, man. Soap operas are for sissies. Man, Oprah's for punks. Man, this is for this, this is for that. Ooh, OJ. He sat down and watched the OJ trial every fucking day. I don't know how he did that when he had a full-time job, but he did that. <laughs> and we had to be quiet like it was my grandma watching uh, One Life to Live. Like, don't talk when when Lance Ito's talking at all. But that's a whole other story of reasons why me and my dad still don't get along. Um because I wanted to watch Thundercats. And OJ <laughs> was on from like 9 a.m. until like 4 p.m. Niggas thought my dad didn't even have a job. My daddy had a job. He just, I don't know if he took like two months off to watch the OJ trial. I don't know what happened. But when I left for school, he was fixing breakfast. And when I got home from school, he was watching the OJ. So I was like, hey, why?
1: <laughs>
0: or it's all the only Thundercat you need. Hey, hey, real talk to quote, to paraphrase and change up one of my favorite quotes from Boomerang. OJ brought your black ass home last night. That's, that's, that's where we were. Um, but yes, uh, Boomerang is one of the best movies that um, the 90s had to offer, in my opinion. And it is, the synopsis says that it is about a successful a- executive and womanizer who finds that his lifestyle choices have turned back on him when his new female boss turns out to be an even bigger deviant than he is. <laughs> I don't know why, but the word deviant just makes me happy inside. Because they're not deviants. They're just beautiful people in a city where they can attract people easily. And so they were playing that game. I think that we lost sight of that. Wade, when you first saw Boomerang, like for the first time, what were your thoughts on it? Well, uh, I was super
1: young when I saw this movie. So my parents were weird about movies. They let me watch, they wouldn't let me watch Medicine Society or Boys in the Hood, but I could watch anything Eddie Murphy was in. So I remember, yeah, it's it's ass backwards. So I remember the first time I'm watch, watching it going, wow, this is, this this seems like the life. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. You're successful at night. You're, you're successful during the day. You go out at night. and But even then, it was like some of the stuff he did was just kind of like off like the, uh, Like the missing dog. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't seem right. But you know, he got what he wanted. (laughs) And like, but it was it still seemed kinda grimy even then. (laughs) Um, but uh, and something we can talk about later, but like as I got older and watched it again during my whole phase, I was like, oh, I kinda
0: understand. (laughs) Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, you kinda understand why the nigga does shit like this. Kirby! Take it, fool.
2: Turn down that good money. Yes, baby.
3: Kirby! Kirby! Come on, Kirby! Kirby! Did you lose your dog? Oh, yeah. I lost a uh, white springer span with brown spots on him named Kirby. Real energetic, happy dog. Did you see him? Oh, I haven't seen him. Man, I only took him off the leash for a couple of seconds. I can't believe this happened. Kirby! Oh. He's like a family member, you know? Oh, I know. I feel the same way about Brutus. I love my Brutus. I can see why. Do you walk in here every day? Yeah, I do. Could you do me a favor? My name is Marcus Graham. Here's my card. If you bump into Kirby, could you, like, call us and I have somebody come pick him up? Okay. Well, good luck. I should.
0: I just want to pause that real quick. If you bump <laughs> into Kirby. <laughs> If you, if you bump into my dog, Kirby, could you, could you, could you call me?
3: Hope you find him.
0: Thanks. Kirby! Hey!
3: Kirby! Wait, let me give you my number,
2: because I'm not going to be able to sleep until I know you found him. Do you have a pen?
3: Do I? I have a pen right here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good luck. bye Kirby?
0: Curb? Curbster? <laughs> uh, Brandon, when you first saw Boomerang, what were your
4: thoughts? Um, my first time seeing this film was probably in the mid to late 90s. And it was two thoughts. One, I had never seen so many fine women in one movie before. Oh. Like, Robin Givens, Check. Holly Berry, Tisha Check. Campbell, Layla Rashawn, uh-huh. Grace Jones. Oh, yes. Like, it was just a lot for, you know, teenage, preteen, teenage me um, to see all that. And, too, the, on top of that, to see Holly Berry as, like, the 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 way girl, mm-hmm. the girl next door, mm-hmm. it was so weird to see in 2020. Uh, but it was it was even weird to see, like, in the late 90s. Uh, but, like, especially now, just being, like, so they had Holly Berry playing, like, the person you don't notice. Like, I, I don't notice her. But, you know, Robin Gibbons was that fine. Uh, and also, this is one of those movies where, like, people might say, well, it doesn't hold up. But I think this movie absolutely holds up because this abs- this movie absolutely could be come out today. And this movie would be, like, insecure on Twitter. They would be talking about this movie like insecure on Twitter because you know there would be people that's Team Jacqueline, there'd be t- people that's Team Angela, there'd be people that think that Marcus got played. They think people that think Marcus played himself. Mm. It'd be there would be people who are like nice guy TM like Gerard, and it'd be, <laughs> it'd be, the, it'd be the, and it'd be the hot taps like uh, Tyler like yes. Like this is to me, this is like black sweater wrapped up in one movie. And if this came out today, like they'd be talking about this for months. And it'd be the gender wars going hard.
0: Oh, I yeah. thought I was the only one who uh thought Tyler was hotep in training. But that nigga oh, saw yes. more conspiracy theories than a little bit. Um that was like he's like pre uh Umar Johnson. hmm because yes. oh man, just to hear him talking about the um uh, the pool table. Pool
4: table? Yeah.
0: <laughs> And the balls is white, and the world is this, and it's it's, it's racial, man, it's, it's racial. I... It's racial, but expand. bad. I like that, now check it out. The white ball dominates
3: everything, right? Knocks the shit out of the yellow ball, the red ball, right? And the game's over when the white ball drives the black ball completely off the table. Now, why is that? I don't know, but I'm sure you tell me, my brother. <laughs> sure you're right. Look, it's because of the white man's fear of the sexual potency of black balls. Now, that one was kind of interesting. That was interesting. You see, what, what's... What, I see where you are in and the pool table is the earth. That's why it's green. Oh, shit. The see, earth. your shit is coming out now. And the world, they used to think it was flat. Him. Hey, when you do the Oprah Winfrey show, I'm gonna be. <laughs> like, oh. It's not about jokes. Me and him are here. It's not Man. about. Well, that one was. That one was kind of deep. You went to the bottom of the ocean or nothing? <laughs> yeah, but losers get the beer. So well, I'm gonna get the beer. But see how our oh, thing is here. Oh yes, we're see? on the same wavelength. There it is. We're, we're the same cat. Get him there. Okay, I get him. I'm gonna work on
1: him. All right. I love. <laughs> Go ahead, wait I thought that was so deep when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> i was like, 10 years old when i saw this movie i thought that was the deepest shit ever
0: dad can we rap <laughs> tell me my brother tell me why your room ain't clean rap over um but one thing that i really did love about this movie was the camaraderie that they showed between the uh guys the the three leads in this movie which were david allen greer Uh, Martin, Lawrence, and obviously Eddie Murphy. I really did love the way that they were together. Like they were always together, going to the gym together, going out to uh, eat together, going to play pool together, uh, getting the family together for Thanksgiving and getting together for all that kind of stuff. You don't really, I don't really know too many brothers who get together like that anymore and stay close and stay tight like that anymore, um, and really just sit down and wrap my brother to uh, really get the issues that they may have out. Um, Marcus is the ad executive of a company that is being uh, bought by another company called Lady Eloise. Um, Tyler and Gerard also work at the company, and uh after the company merged with lady eloise um he found that a woman that he had been trying to Bad. yeah <laughs> yeah, that he was trying to get with like he was trying to fuck he was trying to fuck hard like he first first time he saw her you know Brandon, we usually don't do this uh this early in the game, but I can tell you right now in my mind, what didn't age well in this movie is Mac daddy vibes. Like (laughs) the, the pickup lines don't work in this movie anymore. Uh, (laughs) You'll get somebody, especially in the age of Twitter, Instagram and camera phones. Somebody be like, wait, let me get this on tape. Go ahead and bust that out again. Hashtag this nigga don't get it. Um, But these are my Mac daddy vibes, like all that kind of stuff. Like, Hey, cuteness and all that will get you fired from a job in literally 32 seconds, especially if you're executive level. Um, somebody will get you fired and get a promotion at the same come up. So, um, Marcus is the most attractive guy in his office. Um, and he has like, scores of women which he's single you know there's nothing wrong with that um and he's in his office talking to everybody in the world uh and then he meets leela Rashan. and the way he meets leela Rashan is by acting like his dog was lost because leela Rashan was a dog lover um i also want to say that leela Rashan probably would have made an excellent kindergarten teacher go ahead wait it just dawned on me the uh, irony of her being a dog lover
1: and then get it with a dog. Woo! Get
0: See him, him here. You got to be deep, my brother. Get, get Brandon here. Um,
4: <laughs> I'm here.
0: But they – um Marcus hits her off with a bunch of horrible lines. Like, he hits everybody off with lines. He told one woman, the reason why I didn't call you last night is because, look, you see that car accident on TV where the cars hit the water main and everything blew up? Oh, it was on the news. You just missed it. That was the line that he used. Uh, the line he used on Leela Rashan was, my dog is lost. He actually ended up buying, as y'all heard, the leash from an old man who was like, take it, fool, for for, for a leash. Yeah, you, that's old money. Like, take that. Um for real. He takes Leela Rashawn back to his house. And then he takes her back to her house. And she's like, sleep with me, Marcus. And she says stuff like gold star for Marcus. Dinner was yummy. Um, she talks like Doherty Explorer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but they go to bed. Marcus wakes up. And he sees her feet. So <laughs> um, he sees her feet. And he, everybody has a thing. His thing are toes. I'm not ready for this. So this happens.
3: I think I should take you home. I think it's best. (laughs) I can't tell you how helpful this has all been. You know, gold star for Christy. Thanks, you really helped me in here. I felt that. Oh, no, 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 God. no. Really, I shouldn't come to your apartment. Oh, really? Come on. So, Christy, don't me. Really, I shouldn't be in here, you know? Like, oh, Marcus, I'm not ready for this. I mean, are we, are we by ourselves in here? Of course we're by ourselves.
2: Oh, come on. Christy. Marcus, spend the night
3: with me. Oh, Christy, no, it's just too soon. Like, I mm. I just don't want to be hurting. I won't hurt you Please be
0: gentle So him and this beautiful woman are in bed He's um, Looking down He's looking at his watch He looks down at her feet and her feet have corns on the toes. So he literally rolls himself out of bed and tells his boys. Yo,
3: man, so what happened with this girl last night, man? She was beautiful. She was beautiful, but her feet were jacked up. Were they? Yeah, oh, I pulled the covers back. Yeah. It was hammer time. I should've known something was up. I seen her shoes, it had little bumps on the top of the shoes when I met her, but I thought maybe it was an old shoe or something. <laughs> and you'd never, ever think a woman that fine would have hammer
0: time in her shoe. You would never think a woman that fine would have hammer time
4: in her shoes. This dude, man. (laughs) But here's the thing with that, though. That, to me, made perfect sense for his character. Yeah. Because the thing about Marcus is he thinks of himself as like a perfect 10, like a catch. And so he's one of those people that's like, I'm I'm a 10, I'm a catch, I'm I'm an executive, I look good, I'm in shape, I dress well, I speak well. Like, everything's great about me. And so, for in his mind, he's like, why should I settle for anything less? And so, for, like, 99% of the men in the world would we'll see Layla Rashawn and be like, I don't give a fuck about those feet. Look at her. Like, what's wrong with you? But With him, he's like, uh, yeah, she's not perfect. I want perfect. And for somebody like him, he's like, I ain't settling for nothing less than perfect. And them feet, to be honest, they – those feet were ridiculous. Like they looked yeah. horrible. Look like my like it's kind of hard to ignore that.
0: Uh, I want to know what kind of makeup artists they had where they're like, "That's not bad enough. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta." Oh, they used it.
4: a prosthetic. Oh, they used a prosthetic. Yeah,
0: I thought they just had like they casted somebody to be like, "Let me see your toes." That.
4: <laughs> no nah, so. see her feet. Obviously, her feet were pretty, so they gave her prosthetics. This a big obviously. ass prosthetics. Obviously, her feet are pretty. I mean, look at her. What do
1: you
0: mean? Duh. <laughs> Hold on. You know what?
1: to the power of the internet. I'm
0: about to find out. Uh, <laughs> she she ain't letting nobody. She ain't going out nowhere with feet that look like that person. in that No. Um, so they get together. He goes and tells the fellas about it. Um, the next day, he goes to work, and he finds out that his company's been, the merger's gone through for Lady Eloise. And he meets uh, Lady Eloise and has a meeting with her. And he's like, yo, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to be the, um, the person you need me to be. And um, she's like, yeah, we continue this meeting tonight at my house. And um, he goes to the house. And Lady Eloise, it's on Lavender Hill, and Lady Eloise is waiting there with her butler. And Lady Eloise, for those y'all who don't know, is like 80, 81, 82. Still fly. Still, Still stunning. Still got it. But 80, 81, 82, and she's sexually harassing the fuck out of Marcus. Marcus picks up the vibes on it and he's like, I right, I see what I gotta do for this. Um, and then uh, you know, transactions are made in their life, which help him to get ahead. The thing that I want y'all to pay attention to in this scene isn't so much Marcus or Lady Eloise. It is the beauty that they put into this comedy in the background. The butler. Not just the butler but also see if you can hear the wolves howling in the background of this scene. I know that we're playing a lot of scenes and not really talking about what happens, um, but it's because Boomerang is quite honestly a cavalcade of just memorable scenes and quotes <laughs> that yeah. just came together to make literally an excellent movie. And y'all should know that.
3: Marcus Graham, Lady Eloise. How. Marcus, darling, (laughs) welcome to Lavender Hill. I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am to be working with you. I grew up using your products. My mother used your products, you know. You were in my medicine cabinet all my life, and now I'm, like, working with you, and this is very exciting. I find it very exciting as well. I'm looking forward to a long... (laughs) <laughs> you shouldn't have to blow your own horn. You should leave that for someone else to do.
1: <laughs> Yo. 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 <laughs> Can I just say I have had a thing for Eartha Kitt since that movie? Yo. <laughs> There was just something, again, 10-year-old, 10-year-old old man Wade was like, yo, there's something about her that's super sexy. And my mother was like, yeah, she's the um, Catwoman from the Batman cartoon. But not cartoon, from the Batman movie. I was like, what? And so I was like, yep, that'll do it.
0: Yeah, like everybody else. I wasn't allowed to watch exploitation movies when I was growing up. Uh, so Lady Eloise was somebody that I recognized because we also watched the 1960s Batman So when somebody told me that that was Eartha Kitt and Eartha Kitt was Catwoman, I had the same exact reaction. Where I was like, oh, okay. This is where everybody else is like, yeah, Uh, Pam Greer. I was like, yeah, Uh, Eartha Kitt is that woman for me. Uh, But those... She was
4: 65.
0: She was 65?
4: In that film, yeah. Mm. In Boomerang, she was 65. A million bucks.
0: She... That The butler, the the howling of the wolves in the background, the thunder, the overt just sexual tension that Marcus was trying to wave off, <laughs> and the fact that she didn't have any power whatsoever. It was just the name of the company. Jacqueline was so quick to just break it down the next day, like, no, Lady Eloise, is, we have a, a board. Like, she doesn't run anything. He's like, well, I spoke to Lady Eloise, and she said, I'm the man. And no, she she don't run nothing. And you slept she with her. She don't run shit. She don't run shit. Oh, you slept with her, didn't you? No, I didn't sleep with her at that, that same exact time. Mike is dialing. <laughs> I'm not wearing any panties. <laughs> like, yo, this whole building is trill as fuck. Um, but yeah, the that scene had me on my neck. Um, it's still funny. It's, that scene
1: still holds up. And one of the best things about Eddie Murphy and all his movies, and it's uh, displayed in this scene where uh, are his facial expressions. Because Eddie says a lot with just his eyes. Mm-hmm. It was it was she's like hitting on him hard. <laughs> he was so uncomfortable, but like knew he ha- he may have to. Uh, step outside of his comfort zone to do something he didn't want to do.
0: <sighs> Can we get this room any darker?
1: <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh, you know what? Bust this. Um, Brandon brought up a really good point about this being uh, something on Twitter. Can you imagine um, the amount of uh, props Eartha Kit would have got for um, –
0: if I have I had sex with uh, Marcus? Yeah, nah, nah. Ladies would have been
1: like, ooh, he fired Ooh, she got him, ooh. <laughs> yeah, go, girl. And for that and, and honest to Odin, good for her. <laughs> you know
4: what I mean? Yo, take it. I mean, it can. is Earth the Kit. For real. Marcus is acting like he didn't want that. I'm like, I'll take I guess. it. I <laughs> I'll buy that for a
0: dollar. <laughs> so, yep. Um,. Jacqueline and Marcus, Jacqueline, when Marcus sees Jacqueline for the first time, uh, he immediately starts hitting on her, and um, Marcus is just like, yo, you look beautiful, are you a model, are you, what, are you this, are you that, and she's like, no, I work here. And then he says, my name is Marcus Graham. And she's like, oh, you're Marcus. And he gets full of himself again. And he's like, oh, yeah, you streamed me like my name was Dirk. And now you know I'm Marcus Graham. And (laughs) now you up on me again. Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. they all up on me. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm Jacqueline. I'm your boss.
4: (laughs) And he was like, no, you're not.
0: And she was like, yeah, I'm your boss. So, (laughs) like, every moment that Jacqueline – is in this movie and Marcus talks to Jacqueline. Marcus is just getting played, just he is so out of his element every time he played he himself. Played... Yep,
4: let's she Told him from that. the start, okay? I said she told him from the start what the game was about and what she was about. He played himself.
0: I agree, 1000%. Yeah. yeah, but I think that and this is something else that was unfortunate in the 90s and in the 80s was the idea by men that we can change a woman's mind um we talked on single simulcast recently about um the song pretty brown eyes quit breaking my heart and how that's a stalker song of a man who's trying to break down the uh guard of a woman who doesn't want him um, because you think you could change their mind. Marcus thought he could change Jacqueline's mind and make her want him more than, uh, it, he just looked at her as a conquest that hadn't, that she didn't know she was a conquest yet. Jacqueline is a strong black woman who was like, this is what I'm about. You're not going to change me. Mm-hmm don't try to change me. And Mark was like, yeah, look at your ass. You look good. You look good, girl. Look, look at yourself. Like, and it was just like, yo, this is not the way that this relationship is going to work out. But he just kept trying. Like, you're right. He overexerted himself and, and, and to a point where He became the joke that he did that he never wanted to be. He got to see how I guess they portrayed, they they perceived the women that he played felt. I think that that's what they were trying to do in that role or what he was trying to adopt when she actually broke him all the way down was to make him feel the way that the women that he uh, was dating uh, felt.
4: He ran into himself. It was the flash meeting the reverse flash. Mm hmm.
0: Now, I don't want to dog anybody in this movie. I don't want to slut shame Marcus. I don't want to slut shame Jacqueline because nobody, they all had, they were all single. They all had sexual autonomy. They were all able to do whatever they want. I'm just going to say that um, Marcus got sprung awful quick. Uh like, Yes. Like the curled up toes in New Orleans just had him like, yo, we need to do this forever. And she was like, didn't I look, I'm going to, I'm getting ahead of myself. One of my favorite quotes in this entire movie is when Marcus and Jacqueline are at the uh, party for strong J played by grace Jones, the amazing grace Jones. She did not get nearly enough love. Uh, from me when I was 11 and 12. And for that, I apologize humbly because, yo, she was always about that 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 beauty. Um, mm-hmm. But they were at her party and Marcus goes up to talk to Jacqueline uh, as she's on the second floor of the of the banquet hall that they're at or at in the hall that they're at, wherever. Mm-hmm. And he starts trying to Mac on her again. And she tries to stop him again, and he, this, this, this. Yeah, she plays him.
3: Good evening, boss. Please do not
2: call me that. I want you to think of me as your colleague. So tell me something. You excited about working with Stranger?
3: Stop. You know I didn't come up here to talk to you about no stronger. I came up here to talk to you about us. I'm rapping. This is my Mac Daddy vibe I'm giving you in all of its splendor. What's <laughs> up? Really? Yes, I'm the Alex <laughs> Mac Daddy of the Month. Oh, I see. Well, let me let me get a good look. Check it. It's like Jet magazine. What's up?
2: You are absolutely wonderful. But I, I think that we should kind of make this clear right from the start so there's no misunderstanding. You see, I don't date men I work with.
3: I uh, quit.
2: You can't quit because I need you. No, Ron, wait one sec. You have an eyelash that's going to go in your eye. Wait, come here. Are you alright? Yeah, huh? I'm fine. Yeah?
3: You're trying to seduce me on what? the sneak tip. Oh, that was very seductive what, what you said. What are you
2: talking did. about? You know what you I'm talking about. You had ta- something in your eyes? Oh, s- I got no, eyes, no no, no,
3: no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know what it's like when you have something in your eye. I was a kid before. Your mother opens your eye, I mean, blow <laughs> your whole eyeball comes out. It was never
2: <laughs> like.
3: <laughs> yeah, come on now. That was very seductive what no, you no, just no, did. no, 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 no,
2: no, no. No, no, no and let me assure you of something when i seduce you
3: if i decide to seduce you don't worry you'll know
0: that was my old goddamn moment of, see she played him he played himself oh god if i seduce you when i seduce you <laughs> you'll know like oh Ooh, so and
4: Robin what? Givens, can we talk about her for a second? Yeah, so I w- I got something to say. So one thing that people that don't realize is that at this time, Robin Givens was um so kind of on the
0: planet? Well, no, she well, was She was of she like, was kind of a she was getting dogged out because she was doing some
4: recitations. Yeah, cuz this came after the 2020 interview where she was like, you know, does Mike ever put his hands on you? She was like, basically, yeah, he know, he a professional boxer. He know how to hit me without losing bruises. You know, Mike was sitting right there next to him. And so she was kind of a polarizing figure because some people were like, yes, like, take Mike, like, tell the truth, like, you know, let people know. And the other people were like, why are you trying to bring Mike down? You just won his money in a divorce. Because people forget in 2020 just how big Mike Tyson was <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. In the early 90s, like, it, it, there's no boxer or fighter, anything close to him. Even, you know, Pacquiao, Mayweather, none of them are Mike Tyson. Nope. And so, at the time, she was a polarizing figure when they did this film. But she was coming off of being that, the it girl. Like, she was the black woman bombshell actress in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, she was it. And so, it was kind of those two competing factors going on at the same time with her.
1: I gotta say, I, I I admittedly so I have <laughs> I've used the line if I'm if I'm flirting with you, you'll know. I've said that, <laughs> like I I was that dude. Like, are you hitting on? me no, if, if I'm hitting on you, you'll know. <laughs> and, and a I mean, few times, a good line. <laughs> and a few times
4: it's worked. <laughs> that's a good line. But like, are we gonna are we gonna talk about Nancy Nelson, Rashani?
0: You mean kissable Nancy Nelson?
4: Nasty Nelson
0: Nasty Nelson, the king of sexual harassment
4: panda. (laughs) the nigga who shouldn't be working in this office (laughs) no, there's no way he shouldn't have had a job in 1992 much less 2020 oh god, like okay
0: okay, let's talk Nasty Nelson real quick, just so then we can get this out the way the nigga's name is Nasty Nelson, like that is something that you – the nickname for Nelson is Nasty Nelson. You still let him make commercials. The last time he brought you a commercial, it had a sausage in it. You don't even explain what the sausage was doing, but everybody <laughs> watching the movie knows <laughs> what he tried to do with the sausage. And he gave him the chance to fucking do that, man. It and was... so, So they give him a chance to make another commercial – and he makes the kissable commercial, <laughs> which
2: this
0: is a, this is a perfume. Yes. Or is it a lipstick? I never lipstick. actually figured it out. It's a lipstick commercial. Yes. That really has nothing to do with lipstick. I can't weave to show it's you. Is lipstick perfume. or perfume? I've recut it. It
4: was cake. lipstick. Huh.
0: Oh, you recut
3: it. But is it sexy?
2: Sexy.
3: Ha 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 Kiss kiss me once, kiss
0: me twice. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Say <laughs> Ice cream, banana, he's brought in banana, cherry, with the cherries with his tongue. Licking the lipstick, he's brought in the lipstick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yo, can I, like the can I, can I, can I, I like the ice cream, you gotta get, hmm?
1: I feel like every one of your episodes should start with that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that is, ha 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 ha. "If you guys don't do it, I'm doing
4: it." <laughs> this is the only movie where Eddie Murphy don't have the best laugh.
1: Oh, yeah, uh-huh.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That was the, that's the You know, Yo, it's yo. Know, it is both.
1: It, it, it is. Oh god, that shit. <laughs> You know that's... Oh, I don't. Nah, I'm not no, i am not going to say it on there because this it's, this is a family show. So is I'm it? <laughs> is it though? No, go for it. That that laugh would dry up pussy us uh, quicker than Ben Shapiro.
0: Yeah, Nasty Nelson <laughs> doesn't doesn't get it. <laughs> like, I feel like Nasty Nelson is putting this stuff out because he doesn't understand how sex works. Like I at don't, all. I don't know. I'm watching. So, it.
4: but who's nasty? My man Nelson or Strong Jake? Let's Nelson.
0: talk about
1: her. Nelson. Oh, no. No, no. Nelson. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. I don't, I don't even want to hear a debate about
4: that. Castron Jay took off her panties in the middle of a boardroom and walked around letting everybody get a whiff of the new perfume. It's in the, the, the boardroom, essence
0: of sex. The essence of sex. It's the essence of sex, Brandon. Get it right. Late. After both.
3: fragrance tested very well. Jacqueline...
2: I wanted the essence of sex. Yes. Well,
3: I think this is it. You would. <laughs> Let me show you. What? I'm talking
2: about. <laughs> oh,
0: damn. damn. Unbelievable. This.
4: Matt <laughs> Nelson. Yes. The essence of sex.
0: The essence of sex, her panties in his face and on top of his head. Voila. <laughs>
2: the
0: essence
1: of sex. Oh, Lord.
2: Come on, Lloyd. Wait, Lloyd. Hey, man.
3: You hey, Lloyd.
0: I just. The thing about the essence of sex in Strong J is Strong J, they were saying that she was sexually free. Like, she was. Like the way that they gave it away or the way that they tried, to, the, the way they tried to grab, the way they tried to cloak it was, well, she's foreign. She's from France. That's how people from France get down. But she was sexually <laughs> free. Nelson was just a pervert.
2: It's ridiculous. Yes. It's a mon image, c'est mon visage. Alors, I knew where you where you've been, you. I had to go. Oh, shut up. Look at this. This is ridiculous. Why are my concept being ignored? I'm not a fool. I know what the people want. They want to be shocked, and they want to be stunned, and they want to be jolted. So I've prepared a list of names.
4: <laughs> it's the best.
2: Wet spot. Steal so, like vagina. Wet spot. Love puss. Pig puke. After birth.
0: After birth. Yeah. Birth. birth. Sorry? <laughs> it's English. B I R T H. After
1: After bath. After birth. B I R T H. Birth. It is English. <laughs> <laughs> Yo.
4: That's the best.
1: Yo, could you imagine being a marketing team and then having to fucking market that shit?
4: Yes. Also, Young Grace Jones would be so big now, like in the way today, like the way people view women and at that size and that shape, like today, yeah. like because she's like, like I listened to uh, one of my friend of mine was talking about this movie, and he was she was like, yeah, Grace Jones is built like Charlotte Flair in 1992. Yes, and I was like, I was like, yeah, and then today people like that CrossFit like built look, and but like you know back then she still was. You know, she was still Grace Amazing. Jones, but today, today she would be something else. Like she yeah. would be so big with that look. My uncle
1: used to say when he saw Boomerang, and we were talking. This is like right now starting to get into comic books. He was like, "That's how we always envisioned Storm to look like." That is true. Mm-hmm. I can like, see that, but like she, she was, played perfectly. Yeah, like she and like. And like she has and the one thing she has is like a commanding of like a commanding like presence, you know what I mean? Well oh yeah, so she like,
4: swallows the scenes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like she would have been oh man, she could've she could have even I don't know how well she would have been done as an actor or actress, I'm not sure what the correct term is now,
0: but like she would have killed the role regardless. Yeah. And um in this movie, every scene she had, she took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Um because the scene after New Orleans where Jacqueline does seduce Marcus because Marcus thinks he's seducing her like seriously like he takes her to the club and he dances on her with like basically the theme from next too close in his mind I wonder if she could tell him hard right now and so she's like let's go home they go back to their hotel rooms he's acting like his key won't his uh, door won't open and she's like hey come to my room she puts it on him and has his toes curling The next day, they go back to uh, New York, where uh, Jacqueline is having a talk with uh, Halle Berry's character. Um, And Eddie Murphy walks in right, Marcus walks in right past them and just starts kissing all over. Uh, Jacqueline in front of Angela and he's like I want to thank you and she's like hey everybody else get out the room and he's like I want to thank you for what happened and kissing her over and over again and what happened in New Orleans and later on that evening they go out to dinner or later on in that line they go out to dinner and um, Jacqueline gets up to use a restroom and while she's gone this happens Hey listen. I know you were
3: a little concerned about how the layout was going to and I'm picturing you in these beautiful white sand beaches, right? These powder blue skies, crystal beautiful world. You stand in the middle of all of this, looking breathtaking. So, when are we gonna fuck?
2: <laughs> i to Jacqueline. You're really great in bed.
3: Oh, Jacqueline told you I was really good in bed. Well, i to Jacqueline. <laughs> you really know how to move your ass, you know? <laughs> oh, it's to my ass. Move your ass. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know what Miss what, what Jack has told you, but it's not that kind of party, and I'd appreciate it if. if hey, what's the matter with you? Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Will you stop it? Get out of here. I mean, I don't believe this. You are going to turn down this pussy like this?
2: Staring you smack in your face? <laughs>
3: I don't know any man that can refuse this, you pussy. So pussy, people are eating it. Pussy. Pussy. pussy, pussy, pussy,
2: pussy, pussy, pussy.
3: Trying to find our cat. Where is that cat? would you? Stop! What's the matter with you? You don't like women? Huh? Yes, that's it. I don't like women. I'm, I'm gay.
2: You're not gay. You just don't know fuck this. I mean, I know a gay man when I see what it looks like. My brother is gay.
3: And you, you, he's gay. He's gay. And he's <laughs> gay. Merde. You have to même pas fichier, même pas baisser, pas t'enculer, tu,
2: tu, tu, tu,
0: Also didn't age well. The gaydar. <laughs> Yo, the,
1: uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed about a lot of, like, 90s movies, some of that shit is super problematic.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um There's a scene where the uh guys are at the gym, or at the restaurant, and um uh, Tyler's talking about a commercial he saw late night with a woman who had a dick. And Gerard is like, oh, 976 dicks? Chicks with dicks? And he's like, how the fuck do you know that hermaphrodite shit, man? It doesn't age well. The 90s doesn't age well, but... Oh. yeah. Yeah. Um, Brandon, what's your favorite quote in this movie, man?
4: Uh, Afterbirth. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene is just well actually it's two scenes. So two two quotes and two scenes from both I mean two quotes and two scenes is that whole scene with uh Grace Jones naming the perfume and um and John Witherspoon's scene when he's talking when he when he's talking uh when he's talking to um uh Marcus about I heard that you was I heard that you was sprung off the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you laughs> pussy just press you,
0: you need to turn that around. You need to whoop that pussy. Your, <laughs> bang, 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 bang. You don't get pussy. What?
1: <laughs>
3: Pushy. You got to coordinate. Uh-huh. Most people don't coordinate. See, you got to oh, coordinate. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah. Interesting. See, I told you they don't stink when you pull the membrane out. Mama. See, when you saw me, you saw the mushroom shirt. Mushroom shirt. Bang. Mushroom, mushroom shirt. Mushroom shirt. But see, you can't stop with the mushroom shirt. You now, gotta I would go on. How to stop the shirt? No, you gotta keep going. Okay. Now let me show you something. Look at that. Oh, you got a mushroom. Belt. Gerard, did you know your pops had a mushroom belt on? Yes. But don't stop there. See? No, you, gotta you, you got to keep going. What you got? Mushroom ring? Yes, good idea. Look what I got. Uh, Gerard, <laughs> did you know on the inside was special mushrooms? Yes!
0: Now, Gerard is the product of a very outspoken father and a mom who's very outspoken as well like and somehow Gerard didn't pick it up and he's very repressed. Um
4: well the- funny fact about that scene um before you keep going is that that scene was mostly improv, a lot of it was improv and that scene was shot after the film was done. So oh, after shit. the film was done, they found out John Witherspoon has some time and Eddie Murphy was like, "Oh, we got to we got to get John Witherspoon in this." And so they created that whole scene after the whole rest of the movie was shot and put it in the film because John Witherspoon became available and they wanted to get him in the film.
0: I mean, I'm not shocked by that at all. Me neither. And it actually is one of the best parts of the movie, period. Like that entire scene with John. And um, it really does show why Gerard's the way he is. But Gerard meets Angela, Halle Berry, because. Um, Marcus introduces them and so uh, Marcus introduces Gerard and Halle Berry and Gerard does not know how to pursue a woman Um, and so him and Halle Berry never go anywhere they're just friends and they both say it loudly and proudly. Um, After this scene is over where uh, Marcus where Gerard and uh, Tyler and Marcus are all there for Thanksgiving with Gerard's parents. Um, uh, you know, Tyler and are uh, Tyler and Gerard leave, and Angela stays to do dishes with Marcus, which turns into them making out. But fuck all that. Here's one of the best parts of the scene. My
1: friends on every possible occasion. Now see, see ya. That's your
3: son. Private school got him off to dinner like that. And man, chill, it's your father, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Angela made this to me. It wasn't me, I can't take credit for it, it was Angela. Oh, oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Huh. Good pick, Junior.
1: Daddy, I told you that Angela and I are just friends.
3: Mm
2: hmm. Just friends, huh?
3: Yes. Just, just friends. friends. Leave it alone, honorable i
1: told you that five hundred times. Just let it go. Fine. We change the subject. Now, Marcus, I hear a girl, dog, got you pussy whipped. We burst it. Don't be pussy whipped. Whip that pussy. Look. Bang, 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 <laughs> bang, 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 bang.
4: <grunts Judge> Nobody talks while they're eating better than John a spoon.
1: Nope. Hands <inaudible> fucking down. So I want to point out that the, you talk about favorite quotes. There's a part of this movie that holds near and dear to my heart. Okay. Only because of the pure pettiness of the comment. Yvonne asks Marcus after Marcus is like needs to be consoled, and everything happened, which I'm pretty sure we'll get into. And she goes, "You want to come over for a cup of coffee?" And she's genuinely asking. And Marcus turns around and says. Not even if Jesus was pouring it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He definitely didn't say that. My bad.
3: Yeah, she did. Oh, I guess I should feel happy, but I don't. I hate to see another person in pain. Well thank you very much. That's very nice of you, Yvonne. Good night. So, um uh, would you like to come over for a cup of coffee? <sighs> Not even if Jesus was pouring. Them. Some motherfuckers are so blind they can't see a good thing when a stand them in the face. Why don't you just lift your black ass off the ledge, then fuck you?
0: <laughs> Why don't you lift your black ass off the ledge, then fuck you! No.
1: <laughs> no. She, yo, she's a sleeper in this movie, man. She didn't have a lot of free time, but like Teacher Campbell dropped this role with so little time.
0: Oh my God. Why don't you drop your black ass off the ledge, then fuck you. (laughs) 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 Oh, that hits me in my face every time. Her with the signs, her talking with uh, Jacqueline. The one thing that, um, you have to know about Jacqueline is that Jacqueline is going to do the absolute opposite of whatever Marcus wants to do, just to show him that she's a true alpha in their relationship. So when Marcus has the candles and the, the remote control fireplace, which so nineties and the uh, smooth jazz plan, he has a food set up and everything. And he waits at the door before he answers. He counts to like 10 to make it so that they're about to walk away. So then he seems like he didn't care. He was just answering the door because it had to be answered. And she's like, yo, the Knicks are on. <laughs> and Jordan's playing. He's like, I don't watch no basketball. And she was like, cool, can we watch? Yeah, that was the moment where he was in full-on pout stage. Like, I don't even know why you came over here. Anyway, I thought we were just uh, dinner, dinner dinner and a meeting that's that's all i want to do just dinner and a meeting and she came over and was like yo this what we doing we watching the next game while you think you about to try and get in my pants um the other component of boomerang that never i don't i don't think we talk about enough is bony t and uh chris rocks oh yeah Chris Rock played Boney T directly after playing Pookie. So it looked like what Pookie could have been in the alternate universe if he had um, not done crap um, and played <laughs> Boney T to an absolute Boney T. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really do love the way that he talks to him, like at the point where he was like, Marcus, Marcus, I've been working here for about nine months. <laughs> I get here on time, sometimes, (laughs) even in the (laughs) rain. When are we going to start talking about a raise? Oh, God. Uh, Boney T is one of the best people in this movie, in my opinion. And um, I don't think – I think that after this – because the first movie that you see Chris uh, rocking was I'm Gonna Get You Sucker.
2: <laughs> the second one you see
0: him in is New Jack City. And the third one you see him in is Boomerang. And I think that he pulled this off perfectly.
3: Hey,
2: <laughs> what
3: you saying,
2: man? It's gonna
4: take a week. You the man? You the, the man? It gonna take you
0: a week. Is is it gonna take you longer than that? Like, yo, you let me know. You the man? <laughs> yo, Chris Rock is the king of those. Hmm. I was like, Chris Rock
1: is the is the king of these like random like pop in pop out appearances. Hmm. Very much so. But like even like this, the skits he did, like what was it? Um, Method Man to Kyle 2000. Um, the skin he did with Old Dirty, it ain't the young dirty bastard, <laughs> it's the old <laughs> dirty bastard.
0: Every part of this movie comes together to be absolutely perfect, like, there is no scene that's wasted. Agreed. Um, I just, I feel like everybody gets an opportunity to uh, be perfect. Like, everybody gets an opportunity to show what they can do. Um, And I feel like the roles that, like, everybody blends together and works together excellently. For example, uh, the fellas at the gym, while, like I said, they talk like men would talk in the 90s
2: she a lesbo man, the term is gay
3: alright Tyler all right. just cause a woman won't sleep with you doesn't mean that she's homosexual hey she's not a lesbian okay yo man it's been about three weeks so she's not a lesbian man yo firstly, if I date somebody that fine I wait what eight or nine months <laughs> you can wait eight or nine years and you would never have no woman that fine <laughs> 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 Now, come on, man. Come on, man. That's something to Get a brother heart attack. Okay, it so, uh, Breathe, breathe. Little brother, relax, man. All right, man. All right. I just play. I just play. Can I ask you something, though, man? What? Did you bang Angela yet? Oh, good question. Good question. I mean, Angela and I are just trying to get to know each other on a platonic level, all right? Oh, oh okay. So, in other words, you ain't hit the twin Not a drop. <laughs> twin <Twizzle. laughs> What's that? Another one of your colloquialisms for vagina, Tyler? I know what you're getting at, man. You think just because I have a low sperm count that I can't function normally. But see, I don't know why it's low. It should be high. You ain't shooting
4: that. Oh, man. We, ain't <laughs> a we need a brother alone. We should make fun of
0: the afflicted. He got a problem. Oh, yeah. He got a handicap sign on his ball. Stop that. No. Yo, man. A very well-known doctor told me that by wearing the proper underwear,
3: man, that will cool my testicle walls, man. And that can reverse my whole condition. <laughs> Let me get you some icy hot. Duty. At least I have had sex in the 90s. But... Oh. What's that? You know what I'm talking about. Yo, don't even try You know I get mine my... Oh, brother, please. <laughs> hey, listen, you are the no pussy getting this talking this shit in this cat out. <laughs> yo, don't even try it. You know me. I get mine my... And all I'm saying to you is that if you ain't banging Jacqueline
4: yet, something
3: wrong with her man. Or something wrong with the twiz There's nothing wrong with Jacqueline. There's nothing wrong with me. Take a
1: little longer than us going. <sighs> this dude really said Twizzot. Twizzot! <laughs> 90s.
0: This
1: dude really said that shit.
0: <laughs> but the roles that they played were the perfection. The opportunities that they had, they took each and every one of them like it was never going to come back. Like we said, Tisha Campbell had like maybe three lines in the whole movie, and every one of them were just a kill shot. Um,. Martin Lawrence didn't have that many lines in this movie either. I mean, there was the lines in the gym that were the lines at the uh, when they were at the restaurant where the uh, woman, the, the the lady waitress, said that there was asparagus spears, <laughs> and oh, Hotep yeah. Tyler was like, "That's racial." If they, if, if if this had been if we had been white, she would have said that they were asparagus tips. Racial, and then there was the part where he was actually legitimate, and it was racism because they went to that um the suit store, the clothing store. She's amazing.
3: She even has pretty feet. This girl. Oh yeah, hasta coochie.
0: Oh, by the way, this is after Jacqueline puts it on him and breaks his back in New Orleans. Oh yeah.
3: Gucci's good. Everything else falls into place. It's more than sex with this girl. I dig her, you know, her spirit and her mind and everything. She's bad. She could be Miss Graham. Oh, yeah. You think I'm joking. She's that bad, man. (laughs) Marcus isn't allowed. Yo! Yo, I'm getting this, Marcus. Step off. That jacket is $1,800. No refunds. What you think I can't pay for it? Well, there is no layaway plan. Hey, real chaos. Need any help. We don't keep cash in the store.
1: <laughs> this dude, man.
3: sucker, man. I don't even trip on that. Racial. Yeah, you right, man. Don't even oh, trip on that. Wait, no refund? I mean, what's he think? You gonna take the jacket, wear it, stank it all up to be damned, and then, like, give it back to him? Oh, we can't get over this. <laughs>
1: I've actually done that. I've actually done that shit to somebody before.
0: Oh, multiple times.
1: Like it's like like dog. If you're following me on some dumb shit, then trust and believe. Uh, the god of passive aggressive is gonna come out, and I'm gonna be a dick.
0: Oh <sighs> boy. So, um, Angela and Gerard are platonic friends. They all say that they're both say that they're platonic friends, and yet, um, after the Thanksgiving dinner. Angela and Marcus uh, start kissing uh, after they're watching Star Trek, which is, you know, a great place uh, to,
4: you know. Why were they watching the original Star Trek and not Next Generation in
0: 1992? Because how old is
4: that nigga? Because they worked hard and it was like it was
0: 1992 and it was like one o'clock in the morning and (laughs) and Captain Kirk is sexy.
3: Are you really? Yeah, I'm a Trekkie. Get out of here, I'm a Trekkie. Ain't Captain Kirk the coolest white man on the planet? He's
2: cute.
3: You. you know you can always tell who's gonna get killed when you watch this show. Now, look, who, look who's beaming down. You see Kirk, McCoy, Spock, and Yeoman Johnson. Now, doesn't Yeoman Johnson know he's gonna get killed? If I was Yeoman Johnson, I'd say, hey, I'm not going. I know what's gonna happen.
2: It's oh, amazing how you just sort of
3: broken down this whole
2: Star Trek
3: thing. I'm a Trekkie. That's why I broke it down to right. the, the barest essence of the Trek. I'm a Trekkie. I know everything about Star Trek. Mm. What's Captain Kirk's first name?
2: Captain.
3: No, it's not Captain. <laughs> it's James T. Kirk. Tiberius. Mm. What's Mr. Spock's last name? Huh?
2: See?
3: You didn't even know that name. name is
0: Spock Jenkins. Jenkins boys (laughs) from Vulcan. So then they wake up and they start making out. um, And Marcus actually starts it. He kisses on the nose and he's like, What are we doing? And she's like, Kissing. And he was like, But we're friends. And she was like, Friends can kiss. kiss. I just want to notice again, she put it on him. She did. She did. And yet, when Gerard found out about Marcus and Angela, the pain in his face was just like, oh poor Gerard. Like Gerard, you knew you you you're not built for this. <laughs> you aren't at all. Your relationship with her is not the same as his relationship with her, and you should just you said that they that y'all were friends. Um so they stopped talking, Marcus and Gerard stopped talking for a while. And uh, Angela and Marcus start building a relationship because Jacqueline has literally embarrassed Marcus at work. Like she literally told everybody something to the point that every time Marcus walked past women, they just burst out laughing.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know what she said, but whatever she said was just like kill shot because he was mm-hmm. a laughingstock in the entire office.
4: Um, okay, here is the one part of that, though. The one part that I will defend Gerard is that it's one thing if you uh, are serious. He knows who Marcus is. And so he's basically like, hey, man, yo, this girl's too nice for you to be treating her like that. And then he went and treated her like that, <laughs> exactly how Gerard thought he was. So I get into that part a little bit, but. I'm with y'all, like, you know, Gerard wasn't never going to go nowhere with her. First of all, they, that's the, the most unbelievable thing in that whole film is that you want me to believe a nigga that look like David Allen Greer is going to be talking to a woman that looks like Holly Berry. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they were just friends. <laughs> Yo, to
1: this day, even back then, I thought um, Holly Berry was much flier than Robin Givens. Plus. Like straight up, I, there was just something about it. Maybe uh, you were right, Brandon. It was like the girl next door type of deal. But like Ollie Berry was was always like. Well, they
4: tried it? to make you believe she was a girl next door, but you look at her in that film, you like, okay. I mean, to be fair, if you're just gonna be completely like man, se- like sexist about it. If you look at those two, you'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know which." like, there's like a whole, I didn't realize there's like this whole debate between like Jacqueline and Angela, Jacqueline and Angela. And I'm just like, um, both, both. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I
0: mean, so Marcus is like Marcus, um, leaves Jack or leaves Angela. And it's still thinking about Jacqueline. Like, he gets with Angela on a rebound after Jacqueline breaks him down. Jacqueline shows up at his house in lingerie and is like, do you forgive me? Uh, They get in the bed. Marcus is like, yo, I'm not feeling this. She's like, if you're not feeling it, then why are you in bed with me instead of at home? And he's like, exactly. And he goes back home, and he thinks everything's good because he's finally conquered his temptress, his, uh, mm-hmm. his, his his greatest temptation he's finally conquered, and now he can go home and be in love with Angela like he thinks he always has been, and Hallie ain't having it.
4: No. How'd
3: it go last night? Well, okay just okay must have gone pretty well you didn't get home until the middle of the night I went for a walk so I could sort some things out that was in my head that I was tripping on
1: like the fact that you're still in love with Jacqueline right?
3: Angela I saw the woman bunch of stuff that was in me, I didn't even know was still there, came out. Things happen. And... There's certain things you just have no control over, right?
2: Really? Like what?
3: <coughs> like love.
2: Love? You
3: know, what do you know about love? What do you possibly nice. think you know about love? You know, I'm sick and tired of men using love like it's some kind of disease you just catch. Love should have brought your ass home last night. Woo! Didn't you just hear me? I heard you say you're sorry. You're sorry and you're tired. You don't love me. You don't love Jacqueline. You only love your damn self. How could you say I never cared about you? You know, Jacqueline says that I'm a better person now, and I know I owe that all to you. I'm out of here.
0: Jacqueline says I'm a better person thanks to you. (laughs) This nigga, man. Yo. (laughs) Jacqueline wants me to thank you for helping me become a better person for her because of me. Yo, that might be one of the all-time dumbest things I've ever heard someone say to a woman in a movie. And it's written. Like, somebody was like, you know what? This is really going to get people fired up. So the writing in this movie was excellent as well because, yeah, somebody wrote that on purpose. Oh, Jacqueline said I'm a better person because of you. That tongue trick you taught me, Jacqueline said it was wonderful. Wait, where are you going? (laughs) Love did bring me home. I went for a walk. Wait, no, Um, Jacqueline, I saw her, and um, emotions. You don't get it. You don't understand. You've never been in love like I love Jacqueline. Wait, but I love you. What? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) This nigga, man. (laughs) Like, everything he said was just like, yo, shut the fuck up, bro. Like just stop while you're ahead, but he For just real. and I just want to point out honestly, Marcus ain't never changed from the beginning of the movie to the end. Marcus did not change one bit. Uh, he was still pulling the same lines on Angela at the end of the movie. I can't breathe without you. I'm lost without you. I need you. Do you love me? Because he can't even say I love you to her. He. Nothing changed.
4: Um, He's supposed to be genuine at the end of the movie.
0: And he ain't. (laughs) He ain't. He just playing his way back into a bedroom. Uh, Another scene that I thought was really great was the uh, art class scene. Yeah. Where the uh, young lady was describing her art. This is my house, and this blood. Um, and uh, Marcus in the background. The, that was, you know, at the point where he had his head down because Jacqueline had broken his heart, and Angela jumped in. Now, you like you said, Angela kissed him. Angela put it all on him, but Angela also saw the opportunity to um, get him. Uh, interested in her at the point where he was on a rebound. So I think Angela knew the entire time what Marcus was and what she was in for. And I think she was thinking I could change him too. Um, There's a lot of people in this movie who think they can change people. And they fail over and over again. (laughs)
1: You know, I never noticed that, but you're hundred percent true. That's that's you're hundred percent right. Like you really, like you couldn't. Like Marcus always remained who he was, even like in the what would get you over here, but even at the very last scene. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And it was like there was no he didn't change. Jacqueline didn't change. Tyler didn't change. Angela Angela blew up like she had a glow up (laughs) off off Marcus off her art. Like that
4: reminds me. This movie that reminds me, Rashawn. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot about that. That this movie was one of the blackest movies I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Like I don't, I don't think any white person had a line except the French boss at one, t- at that second when Nancy Nelson made that birth video. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that robot shit was, but he freaked out after that. But no white person had any lines in this film, and it was, it was basically uh all black marketing firm mm-hmm. that's like doing big business in New York City. In New York. Like like big business all black firm. And then Angela leaves and then she starts her own firm that's doing big business. <laughs> and I'm just like, look at this. Like in, in one way that's something that you would you didn't see that often back then that you do see a little bit more often today. But you didn't see that portrayal of blackness that often. Um, but like then like back then you would get like we saw and set it off where it's like one yeah. dude is doing well and everybody else is poor. This one was like there wasn't nobody poor in the whole movie except Chris Rock. Mhm. Even Chris Rock, he wasn't poor like I'm a drug dealer crackhead poor. He was just like, yeah, I got a decent job. I just don't make that much money. I work in the mailroom.
0: Poor. But I'm looking for the come up. I've been on time for the last 9 weeks sometimes. Right. Can a brother get a raise? (laughs) I get a raise?
4: Also, is Marcus in charge of giving raises now that Jacqueline's in charge?
0: I don't know. I feel like
4: you're talking to the wrong brother, boy.
0: (laughs) But I don't think he, in his mind, Marcus is his hero. So I don't think he ever would have actually came and asked uh, Jacqueline for a raise because Marcus is his hero.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But um, so, uh, Angela leaves. Um, Marcus comes up. Uh, one thing that I do want to throw in right here that doesn't um, really uh, that that happened previously was thinking of Boney T. Was when Marcus comes in looking all sad and shit after all the women were laughing at him and making fun of him, and Chris Rock sees him and he's like. I cannot get a good quality video of that. Uh, I can't believe the way she played you out like that, walking around here with your head down like you done lost your puppy. Uh, <laughs> it's miserable. First the fat boys break up and now this. It's like there's nothing left to
4: believe in. He was so sad. Man, that, <laughs> Marcus was so sad. And remember the one point where he's like – where he couldn't uh where Nelson did that stupid ass video and he was about to get fired. She's like, I saved your job. And she was like, professionally, I want to thank you for saving my job. But personally, you ruined my life. You ruined my life. (laughs) He was so sad. (sighs) Professionally,
0: personally, you ruined my life. And I don't like you and I don't want you around me no more. He was just pouty, like straight up, like just. Uh, yeah. You know, for someone who was supposed to have, like, that, like,
1: excuse me, <clears throat> Mac Daddy vibe, he sure enough had one of those moments where he was basically just the epitome of everything that he didn't want to be. hmm It was, it's, I don't know, it is as problematic as that movie, uh, people may think that movie is, There's a, I think there's a good underlying lesson in, like, you know, treating people with fucking respect. But then again, <laughs> what I was doing in my whole days wasn't necessarily the best thing in the world either. So yeah. that was it. my wife was I told my wife my story. She goes, "Oh my God, you were yeah. a dickhead." I'm
0: like, "Yeah, yeah. kind of." <laughs> yeah. So that scene that uh, Brandon that that Charles referring to earlier, which is Stronjay as a plant giving birth to a <laughs> bottle of perfume. That's called Strong J and the uh, tagline, it stinks so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was
4: also at one point a robot and a skeleton face.
0: Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> and it all happened because Marcus was so bummed out by Jacqueline playing him out that he was like, Nasty Nelson could have full uh, power over whatever, she- whatever he wanted to do in the actual uh commercial which was a bad 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 idea such a bad idea Mm -hmm. um and then uh this scene happens hold on one second eyeballs are killing me house is smoky well the
2: board wanted me to let you go I convinced them to give you another chance.
0: With arms across. Well, uh, as
3: an employee, I thank you for saving my job. And as your lover, I thank you for ruining my life. As your Come lover. Come on, Marcus. I didn't ruin your life. You ruined your life.
1: I said yep. that it
0: was
2: going to happen. I was just hoping it didn't happen with you. Damn. The only thing that I can suggest is perhaps you should take a few weeks off.
0: Arms crossed Pulling on his jacket like So it looks even tighter around his back The acting in this movie is straight up Sublime Like it is Wonderfully done Um, And yeah He brought that all upon himself She told him from the gate Yo I don't date people I work with And I don't settle down And If I seduce you Let's just put all the lines together. I don't settle down. I don't date people I work with. And if I seduce you, your life is going to be forever changed. And he was like, not me. And I hate to say it. (laughs) I hate to say it, but it hit him in the forehead. Um, what would you say, Brandon, is um, something that aged well in this movie?
4: uh uh how men act. I mean wells is relevant. It's. is uh I don't say that's as a good thing. I'm saying that's just exact I mean the way those the way the men in this movie acted is exactly it's how people still act today. You got one dude that's a ladies man that gets all the women. You got one dude that's jealous of him and all his friends are jealous of him. Um but you know they're not as cool as him. And then you got Hotep nigga, and then you got nice guy. Like, that's exactly how how some men groups, friend groups act today. Uh, the other thing that um, aids well is what I brought up earlier. It's just the blackness in this film. Like, today we're getting more black TV shows, more black movies, uh, black people in all different classes and... Income brackets and industries and, and media, which we didn't get in 1992. Uh, so to see something like that at that point in 2020, that still holds up. Marcus hey. is basically, uh, he, he, Marcus ran, Marcus walked so Dre on Blackish could run, could run his marketing company. Wait, what uh,
0: age well do you in this movie? Um, actually the entire movie,
1: um, yes, there are some problematic things in there, so we've gone over it, but if we're being completely honest about it, um, everything that we would detest about it, everyone, they got their comeuppance, you know what I mean? So all the stuff that uh, people may think Marcus is problematic about, it kind of, it kind of ended up being his downfall in the end. Boomerang,
0: it
4: turned on him.
1: Yep. Oh, see, I didn't even see the science! Ah, Oh, shit! Uh,
4: (laughs) But no, nah, but
1: realistically that's what it is. Like
4: you moment. need to open your third eye. That's why you need to <laughs> Get open your in third here.
1: eye. Get in <laughs> here. <laughs> but like that age I thought that aged really well. And um I'm actually shocked that they haven't tried to remake the movie in general. But as Greg pointed out, it's essentially just insecure. You know what I mean? Um uh I don't know, I don't really know what's, much to say about like what did but I think everything about the movie aged well. Uh, something that I didn't think I was going to be able to say after, like, really going back and revisiting everything that happened, and especially the more we talked about it, uh, the clearer it got, like, oh, my God, this really was a well-done movie and not just one of those, like, throwaway Black comedy. Like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is definitely one of those movies I think uh, we should be talking about more because of the acting, the cast, um, the point that, like, even people with the smallest roles had a big impact on everything that was going on little certain like little things like um having sex with your with uh, your friend's girl that even though you know they're saying he, they're just friends he really wants her you know what I mean and how that can affect like your friendship and how sometimes you're really lucky if you if you if um you can um repair a damaged friendship or uh, the idea of uh black male camaraderie um you said earlier that it's not something we see often, but it's something that I I'm happy that I um, me and like my closest friends we still do. Like every so often, like one of us will remind the other one, yo, I love you. I'm here for you if you need it. Like we yeah. check up on our strong friends, we check up on our on our weaker friends. Um, I saw my best friend for the first time in a month and a half, and this is the dude I used to hang out with at least three or four times a month, and it was the probably the, one of the best parts of my vacation. So. There are a lot of there are a lot of strong points to this that I think need to be recognized, and among them is having a really strong uh, core value of friends mm-hmm. who will call you out on in your shit, and if you do something that hurts them, they'll say, "Yo, you hurt me," um, and it's not a sense of weakness when you say something like, "It hurt me," you hurt me saying it. It's something that needs to be said. So it's just little random things like that um, people should appreciate when they go back and watch this movie
0: yeah and and you're absolutely right that um scene where they're on top of the uh the roof of
1: i don't know if that's a penthouse
0: yeah, <laughs> but he's calling it one, but that scene is extremely powerful um where they get up there they talk about where their issues are with one another they hug it out they come to a um they come to a real understanding of where the other person is um and I just i you don't see that um in this day and age uh where people are able to have that sort of a bonder very short in the in the movies it was more Yo, of man, a talk. It was more of a, I got to be strong, I got to be tough. In this show, that you could be strong and tough and still have that support system. Uh, They even did the hug. They
4: even did the hug scene.
0: And I thought it was beautiful.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Come on.
3: Hey, how you doing? So, you seen Angela lately? No, I hear she's over at Barton and Dobbs now.
4: Yeah, I heard she got uh, promoted to creative director.
3: Really? Did you hear that?
4: Bony Tito.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man. You don't have to say uh, yes, yes, I do. I'm, I'm really sorry, Gerard. Okay. I know you all my life, man. You're like, you're like my brother. You know, I, uh, I love you, and, uh, and I don't want to go through this, man. It's, it happened, and I'm sorry, and, and I feel bad. And how long have you have me stand here, baby? You know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> right? Uh, you milk all the apologies out of me. <laughs> cool. All right, ready, my man. All
4: right.
0: smoky ass apartment because he
1: burnt fish. Also, can I just point out the idea of him like you're, when you have a friend who's like talk, like you know what I mean? That's important. When you have a friend who's gonna be like, no, cut this shit out. Get, like you need, we're not gonna go through this. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you ruin a good friendship over something that could that like you know that could have been avoided. Yes, mistakes were made, and I'm also glad that Marcus was mad enough to be like, I'm wrong here. In yeah. something, someone as proud as him. Being able to do that, I think, is a very, very important lesson.
0: It brought me to tears.
3: What's up, man? Y'all gonna let a girl come between us, man? What's up? We supposed
4: to be here, man. We boys, man. We don't hang out no more or nothing, man. Man, this shit hurt, <laughs> man. Don't make up now, man. We, we just, you know, made up, man. What did they hug?
3: We hugged just now. We hugged and gave each other a pan and we boys again. I didn't give it to me. We just hugged already. No, man. One big motherfucking hug, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know what, man? I
1: get that, though, man. When it's like you're happy that you're like nothing bad happened with your people, and you're like, all right, well, I want to be part of this, too, man. Yes, y'all hugged it out, but this affected me, too, so I want, I want to get in on this. I get that, man. Like, I'm an emotional dude, so I understand where he's coming from like, perfectly.
0: And then the song... We have to talk about that real quick So Boomerang is another In the pantheon of Black movies that had An absolutely amazing soundtrack Yup And on the Boomerang soundtrack There were such luminary Songs as I'll Die Without You Which is still just the bippity boppity boo of the world
4: Uh, but then it also
0: had um it had it had seven day weekend by grace jones it had ended a road by boys the men Uh, there you go telling me no again or there you go by johnny gill uh love should he brought you home last night by tony braxton um the absolute i don't know where that song came from but now that you hear it it's like oh okay Feels like heaven. Uh, uh. Um, Hot Sex on the Platter by Tri Call Quest.
1: Hot like, Sex on the
0: Platter. It's Gonna Be All Right <laughs> by Aaron Hall and Charlie Wilson. Like this, this uh, soundtrack was pretty damn incredible when it's all said and done. Um, and one day we're going to have to have a battle of the soundtracks. But Yes.
1: Oh, I got a, tr- I got a
0: trump card, so I'm ready for that conversation. On on this, uh, we we don't say Trump here. Oh,
1: (laughs) I got I got
0: I got a fuckboy forty five card there. (laughs) I'll take that one kindly. Um, But on this on this playlist on this soundtrack, uh, we want to know what y'all listeners think is the best song on the soundtrack. Um, Personally. I think that it is Love Should Have Brought You Home. Um, I know that there's others who would say i Die Without You is everlasting, and I just said it myself, but there's just something about Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night that just hits differently when you got that glass of sparkling cider and you just sitting there looking off into the darkness. Um, Brandon, what would you say your song of this playlist was
4: isn't this like Tony Braxton's big introduction? It is, yeah. So, like, that's big to me because you know, f- from you know, for the next like four to you know, four to eight years, like Tony Braxton was just a hit maker, <laughs> and, and for the so next,
0: four to eight years it seemed like she was eating off that song, like, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> she was real talk. Way, what was uh, your song on here?
1: Sorry, uh, I'm biased, so I'm gonna go anything. Babyface. Uh. <laughs> like, babyface is my is my guy, man. That dude, and especially after watching him in that verses with with um <laughs> with um, Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was you. Oh, you wrote that song? Oh, oh, I didn't know we were doing remixes. <laughs> it was like 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 yo, the nerve of you, dog. The arrogance of it. I love it. I love I love the babyface energy, man. And he was like. My parents were, like, they played, like, Babyface, like, around the house all the time. And for me, it, it, hits, a, it hits a different way for, like, a, a better time in family life, you know what I mean? So Babyface is always going to be a winner for me. Uh, close second to uh, Tribe Called Quest because they are they are the reason I love hip-hop the way I do.
0: I can see that. I mean, not for me personally, but I can see that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't run the Tribe Called Quest, so I was, like... I mean, the scenario count. Like that's the first time I heard Tribe Called Quest. Oh, that and most definitely counts. I walked away remembering more about Charlie Brown's verse, which in hindsight was not the bestest. Um, more than <laughs> how, I remember. How now how, now? how now? Now Brown? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I was like, "That's how they rap on the East Coast."
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the rest are doo
1: doo. <laughs> yo, don't yo do not sleep on that line. I will not
0: I will not hear any besmirchment of that line. Which one? The how now how now how now brown cow or No, the rest the of best. them are yes. doo-doo. <laughs> the best. Yes, it's a textbook on to the new, but the rest are doo-doo. I love that line, man. I've not taken any besmirchment from that. <laughs> um so if this movie came out today, who would play which role? Um Ooh. now This could be something where it's either back in the 90s who could have played it better or who could play it better now, but for Marcus. um, In today's day and age, uh, gosh. Nobody in 1992 could do it. I know that for a fact. (laughs) But nowadays, I think the, what's his name? Lakeith? Lakeith Oh my God. Yeah. I think LaKeith like should have done this one just, just just, fine. I think he could have done a great job with it. Because the suave.
4: Swab- you think he can play the the, the playboy? The suaveness that he has,
0: like when you watch the, the photograph, when you watch um, Knives Out and you see how he acts when he's not that dude from uh, Atlanta, he could definitely pull it off. Like he plays a really subtle role very well. And I think he could pull off being the playboy.
1: So I'm gonna throw a curveball here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not gonna go with a, with a woman. I'm not gonna go with the guy playing Marcus. I'm gonna go with a woman. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I get her name right. Uh, Kiersey
4: Clemens.
0: Why do I know that name? Uh,
4: she's playing Iris West. In, well, she's quote unquote playing Iris West in the Flash movies. She was uh she was in Dope. Uh yeah.
1: I, I, something about her like I don't give a fuck energy kind of does something for me I could also see someone like Maybe Janelle Monae playing that I could But I would love to see a woman play that role um, But if we're going to do It's funny you said um, Lakeith Stanfield as Marcus I could see him playing um The, the hotel Tyler Yeah man
2: <laughs>
1: Me too <laughs> Like, him just playing that would be, would be freaking hysterical. I, I could totally see that.
4: And like, and, like, with a straight face, too. No. No, the perfect Tyler, because he's believable, because you believe that he would act like that in real life, is Tyrese. <laughs> oh, man. I,
1: I, I'm just very anti-Tyrese, so I'm just going to go, no. But, uh, he, but you're right. He would be absolutely
0: – he would be perfect in that. I can't even deny that at all. I was going to say that the uh, person who I thought could have played Tyler. um, uh, I'm going blank on his name. Winston Duke. I thought Winston Duke could have played a perfect Tyler because Tyler wasn't somebody who was going after uh, sex, even though Winston Duke could get it, uh, to hear all my homegirls say it. Um, But he could also play a very – very believable hotep nigga like yo, yo the earth and the moon and all these things are coming together uh brandon who do you have for marcus
4: i think the dude from power ghost oh, that, that, or tyree no ghost Fuck <laughs> <Tyrese. Tommy. laughs> I don't,
0: I've, I've never watched much of power
4: so all I-, I watched one season and i couldn't keep going it's too terrible
0: so all I knew about it was um, Ghost and Ty- this season, folks were like Tyreek did that. Like, oh my God, Tyreek! So, but
4: Amari Hardwick played. Um, he was in Sorry to Bother You too.
0: Yes, yes, he was. Such a dope ass movie. <sighs> so, <And> actually, <laughs> who plays Gerard? I got Drake. You got who? I'm putting Drake there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I
1: just lost my headphones. folks. <laughs> no,
4: nah, my man, um my man yeah, from just... the my man from the game. And he was from uh the gifted, he was on the gifted too. Um tell about dude um something, uh the dude who played the quarterback? Kobe Bell. He played in the he played in the T V show the game and then he was the uh cop, the black cop on the gifted. Oh the he, dude. it was also on um, burn notice. Yes.
1: Okay. Oh gosh. I'm going I I'm going Drake and I sorry, as much as I want to say Drake is perfect,
0: yo Brandon, you may you may have that one. <laughs> uh he but, looked like that dude and he's like super light skinned too. You know what? going forward, I'm going to try and put Drake into every movie that we have somewhere, or it's just like, yeah, I could see him doing that. After after uh, Marvin's Room, I could see him playing Gerard. Um, who plays Jacqueline? Ooh. Um, that's a good one.
1: Come back to me on that. I think I might have bad. look the name up.
0: Okay. Jacqueline. That's um, where I would have Janelle Monet.
1: That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking Janelle Monet might have been the um, might have been the right pick for that.
0: But if it isn't Janelle Monet, um, let me see. Janelle,
4: I don't know about Janelle Monet in that role. Or,
0: um, Taraji? No. Not going Taraji?
4: Not in that role, no.
0: What about Issa. Ah,
4: she seems too goofy to me. I can't see Issa Ray playing that character. Okay. It's just hard for me to see Issa Ray playing. I can see Ma Yvonne playing that character, absolutely. From Insecure. You know what?
0: I can definitely see Yvonne playing that role. I
4: could absolutely see her play that role.
1: Yeah, I don't know enough about the show to like to really go on it, but what I've seen of Issa, like if she was gonna do anything, she should be playing Holly Barry's character Holly Berry's character, if anything.
4: Huh.
0: Yvonne Orgy. I-, I think that's how you say her last name. Yeah. Um if it's not her, um let me see. What's the young lady's name? Nafessa Williams? Oh Nafisa oh. Williams from See, it's funny. You said the piece Williams, I was gonna go Kiki. Yeah, Bowman. but
4: she, but she can't act. Oh, <laughs> well. here we go. <laughs> she, oh, she's well. such a bad actor.
0: Well, I mean, we weren't gonna do this till we got to the Megan Good is so bad at acting month. But oh well, God, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that, that's gonna <laughs> oh, be a joke. Jeremy Smollett a month, could
4: yeah. play that character. <sighs> she definitely could play that character. She could. She could. It,
0: um, the reason why I'm sighing is because when I was, like, 13 or 14, by uh, uh, Bayou came out, and she was, like, seven. So, ever since then, I'm like, ah, oh, she could play that role, though. But, ah, oh, man, she's so You know
4: who could have played that role in 1992? could have played Jacqueline's role?
0: Grace Jones. Sorry, Candy, Alexander. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Candy Alexander. Yes. Yes. Candy Alexander – is um, one of the most sultry, significant uh, uh, backup actresses that I've ever seen. Um, And when you see her in CB4, when you see her in the corner, when you see her in the corner, that's when you're like, okay, this woman can really get down, can really act. But when you see her in, wait, have you ever seen CB4? Oh, yeah. She oh, was yeah. the woman who. Movies. She's the woman who sleeps with uh, uh, Chris Rice. Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm looking at it now. I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. So, um, okay, Yvonne, Journey, Candy, uh, for Angela. Who you got? I think I'm going. Uh, I think I might
1: have to go Issa. I think she. She's such a nice person. Yeah, I have to go Issa, man. Oh wait, we're talking about the same person, Holly Berry's. Guy. I'm terrible with names, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm how, definitely Issa yeah. yeah. Rae, easily. Okay.
4: In Look. the '90s, Rosie Perez could have played. Oh her. man, oh, uh, yeah.
2: uh,
1: Brandon, you know how I feel about um
4: Rosie Perez, so. Uh,
2: let's Today,
4: see. Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, if we're
1: doing um. If this is one of those agree and disagree all at once moments because, like, yes, she absolutely could play that role, but I just wonder whether or not her age becomes an issue. Like, do they want so, like, should someone like younger be playing her?
4: Yeah, I mean, you could younger.
1: Because if we are going to go like that, then I would put
0: um, Gabrielle Union in um, Girl oh, Givens' spot. She could play Jacqueline yeah. on a dime. Like, yeah. I, she's, I risk it all. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, I want to go back to Jacqueline since you brought that up, and yes, I am putting Gabrielle Union in the in the Jacqueline uh spot because uh or I'm putting her up there in the running. Um but for another person for Jacqueline Samo Missick. Uh no clue who that is. I'm that's the, that's from the- Luke Cage. Oh, hell yes. yes. Oh, God,
1: yes. Yes, yes, yes. She yes, can't yes,
4: act yes. either. Oh, here we
1: go with this, man.
4: Dude. She's not a good actress. <laughs> she's bad. Dude. Okay,
0: then how about this? For what do you want me to
4: say? I don't know. <laughs> Robin Givens, Robin Givens played, acted well in that film. She did. But she's not a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> she tore the roof off in that role.
0: In that role. But we're not going to sit here and act like Robin Givens is a good actor.
4: <laughs> no. I mean, she's got more emotion than Simone Messick. I watched Luke Cage
0: And way more than Megan Good, but again, that's where the Megan Good is so bad at acting month. I can't wait. Um, I'm mad mad y'all are dedicating a whole month to this. There's a whole month of movies where she just, do you know she can't cry? Wait, we're not going to get into this right now. I
1: can't wait.
0: No, hold on. I got to get this out, because I'm
1: probably not going to be around for that. (laughs) But, like, yo, my wife hates Megan Good. I hate it so much. (laughs) Yeah, my wife is like, I left, no, her and um, Zoe Zodana, she's like, whenever she's in a movie, she goes, oh, let me guess, she's playing the, the black prostitute in this.
0: Oh, I hate Megan Good. I hate her acting so much. But for Angela, Rosario Dawson.
1: Oh, yeah. I, mm, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love me some her, so, yeah, I'm going with it.
0: Okay, so let's see. Marcus, Tyler, Gerard, Jacqueline, Angela. Um, Strong J, Brandon.
4: That's Jamel, just Janelle Monet. Okay. Oh, I yeah. See I, see
1: that. That. I
4: got
1: that. Uh <laughs> this, this is gonna be laughable, what I'm gonna say it anyway. Actually, no, I'm gonna save that for the I'm gonna save that for the for the for the Earth and Kit roll. I oh, think okay. they should they should hire Iman. Ooh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, Iman. Are you kidding me? In the Earth of Kit roll? Ooh. Like she's just old enough to where you're like, oh really, Marcus? But she's also still fly enough where you're like, Yeah, I, I understand that, Marcus. Yeah,
0: okay. But in that case, then for Strange, I uh present to you what is her name? Not Tyra. Golly. Back in the nineties, oh she was the quintessential black model. Oh, I just went blank on her name. Oh, um... Naomi yeah. Campbell? Naomi Campbell. That's Back good. in the 90s, she could have played Jay.
4: Yeah, that would have been perfect. See, you were saying, so you said 90s. Oh, the first I think she has that type of gravitas. Jay stole those scenes. Who
0: the... I think that if they tell her, look, you go turn it up, because Naomi Campbell was a diva through and through, I think she would have burned the scenes alive. I got a good one for you back in the nineties,
1: that's playing Strange. What about um uh, woman who played Maxine and living single?
4: Oh, you're talking about um
0: something Alexandra. I can never remember her name. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm 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 thinking about it. I'm, I'm that's why I'm looking up. Um but honestly, I see her more in the Jacqueline role. Really? Yeah. Erica Alexander? Yeah. But I've had a crush on her since, like, day five. So, maybe that's you, I've, a, I've had a crush on everybody on that,
1: every woman on that show since, like, since the show debut. Queen Latifah, uh, her, Kim Fields. Oh, my God. Everybody on that show was super fucking black.
0: But, yeah, Janelle Monae could definitely play Strong J today. Um, yeah. You gotta mind as Lady
4: Eloise. Oh, wow. I don't know who else could play her.
3: Perfect.
1: Well, there's
4: a lot of women that could play that character today. Who could play her today? Go for it. Um.
0: <laughs> a lot of women. Uh. An-
1: Angela-, Angela Bassett? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're going to laugh. I think Angela Bassett could play any of the women in
0: this movie. Al- Alfrey Woodard? Alfre Woodard. Now, that I can go for. Y'all have to keep in mind with Lady Eloise that she's somebody that Marcus did not feel attracted to. He would feel attracted, I would say, to Angela Bassett and Iman now or definitely in the 90s. What was uh,
1: the name of Robin Gibbons' character again? Was it Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Angela Bassett could have played Jacqueline.
0: Back in the 90s? Definitely. No, now. (laughs) (laughs)
4: No, she's too old for that character now. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Okay, let me ask you a question, Brandon. If you were Marcus and Angela Bassett comes to you like that?
4: If Angela Bassett comes to me at 60 and, I, and my other choice is Holly Berry at 21, that's I'm not still, a choice. You I'm, still think, to, I'm
1: still you gotta going play to her Bassett. Offer,
4: You got to play her off of, like, the Angela character. I'm you can't have Jacqueline Bassett. be 60 and, and Angela be 21. Look.
1: Angela Bassett looks better than Halle Berry now. So...
4: I mean... <laughs>
0: right, right. Holly ba- uh, Angela Bassett looks better than Halle Berry right now. I, I think we could... I mean, I think we could say it's a, a, a coin flip. Like, uh, uh, Halle Berry's no slouch, bruh.
1: Oh, no, she's not. But Angela Bassett's just... Shit. Which... <laughs> <laughs> uh, look... I'm sorry. This is a family show. My bad.
0: It's not. Why do you keep saying that? (laughs) Because I'm I'm a dick. (laughs) This is is as far from a family show as we can get, sir. Um, But yeah. Um, So yeah, Angela Bassett in the 90s could play Jacqueline, definitely. But Angela Bassett in the now can play Lady Eloise, and I'd still be raising my eyebrow because... Yeah, if I got to sleep with her in order to, I think, progress my my uh, career forward, it's not going to be something where I'm like, can I turn the lights down further? Yeah. Honestly, the same with Alfred Witter or Iman, like, I'm not going to, Betty White. Now, somebody oh god, would <laughs> be somebody where I'm like, okay, can I turn the lights down a little bit further? Like that sort of age, but. These three women have aged incredibly, impeccably well. So that's cheating. <laughs> like they wouldn't even oh, go. Hold for on, it. I got, I got one for you. If we're gonna, um,
1: if we're not keeping the cast black, I got a good one for you. Dame Judi Dench.
0: See somebody her age, somebody who's forty but looks ninety.
1: Hey, <laughs> I'm going Dame <laughs> Judi Dench. <laughs> I'm telling you that.
0: <laughs> okay, let's see. But there is nobody who could really, honestly, a black woman who could take that role right now because black don't crack. Mm, Yeah. So I think that's everybody who's in a lead role in the film. I'm Um, trying to look at this. um... Oh, Boney T can be played by anybody.
1: what oh, I got one too. I just looked at uh what about this is gonna sound fucked up and I apologize for that. Octavia Spencer.
0: Now that'll work. But I don't know if she's old either. She's not old either, but she yeah. can play the she can play I mean, the role. And, and even the reason, if she's just like, go ahead. The reason why I'm saying it will work is because I I immediately flash back to seeing her and Ma. Um and her being that over energetic person trying to relive their glory days amongst a bunch of kids. Yes. I, guess, I could see that.
1: Okay.
0: Did y'all know that the uh scene where Lady Eloise seduces Marcus after inviting him over for dinner is no is not in the TV version of this uh movie? I did not know that. But I'm not shocking you. It's not shocking either. It got completely cut out. Um, let's see. Brandon has done most of the trivia for this movie uh, as things went as we uh, touched on them uh, in the show. Um, but yeah, this movie was absolutely incredible. And it's noteworthy for being unique, as it was the most expensive movie with an all black cast, rich time. Um it cost 40 million to make and it made 130 million at the box office. Mhm. Which is
1: funny they could spend that now and probably do double that.
0: Very much so. It, it's not even a question.
4: That movie would make that movie would make close to 100 million dollars today. A- absolutely. If it was marketed correctly. Just because people would want to discuss it on the internet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Angela smacking Marcus when he said, uh, Jacqueline said, thank you for making me a better man. That was real. She really smacked the shit out of (laughs) him. Oh, man. man. Holly Berry can can slap me anytime she wants. Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Was considered for the role of Jacqueline. Who called someone just said that two seconds
1: ago, too? Was that you, on, Brandon?
0: Yes, I could see that. I could see that. Um, let me see. I forgot
1: Reginald Hudson was part of this. Mm-hmm. This is my guy. He was, um, he was a writer who
0: introduced me to Black Panther. Huh, it was extreme, like, this whole thing was. Excellently uh, casted and extremely well done. Uh, All right. So, Wade, go ahead and do your shout outs and let folks know where they can find you at. Uh, You can find the Old Man Wade show
1: essentially anywhere Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, um, all these other random podcast apps that apparently exist that I just found out that I was on. so if you want to hear the Old Man Wade show, I'm available wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, you can also find me on the Culture Comic Book News podcast on Spotify and iTunes and Spreaker. Uh, it's essentially just nothing but comic book stuff. I uh, just had Brandon on on, the last week's, on last week's episode, and we went head-to-head in an episode next week um, that will be coming out. So you can find me on the Old Man Wade show anywhere and uh, the Culture Comic Book News podcast. Um, on Spotify and iTunes.
0: Something that I want to throw in real quick before we close this out, and it does make sense because it looks like it. Do y'all remember the scene where uh, Tyler tells them, you know, make up, hug, all that kind of stuff, and he's like, we just made up? That scene feels like a final scene, especially with uh, I'll Die oh, Without sure. You playing in the background. It, it seems like it's supposed to be a closeout scene, and it actually originally was the closeout. Originally, Marcus would not end up with either Jacqueline or Angela, and the film would end with him making up with Gerard. Uh, the scene in which Marcus, Gerard, and Tyler watch fireworks on the roof, which feels like an ending scene again, was supposed to be the final. But a friend of Reginald Hedlund told him that Marcus had to make a decision and the ending was rewritten.
1: That's uh, kind of dope though, I like
0: that. An uh, ending was filmed with Marcus going to Angela's art class to win her back because, hey, let me take up your time to tell you why you love me, but was replaced with the final version of Marcus going to her new job and instead just convincing, not only, let's talk about that for a second, that final scene where Marcus becomes the art teacher so then he could take the kids to see Angela. So then he could tell Angela, do you still love me? So they can get back together. It was, um,
1: there was so much about that scene that I thought was cool. The fact that he really kind of like went, went, not really above, but like he changed who he was to like, to basically like do what, what he thought was like, you know, to get what he wanted. Not mm-hmm. anybody, not everybody would do that. Like he was living this like luxurious life and wasn't necessarily the best person in the world because of it, but it, it was kind of dope that he, for the lack of a better term, took a step down to become, I guess, somebody that he thought that like she deserved. But I also love that, something I wanted to point out when you're talking about Marcus Never Changed, when he went and looked back at her, he was I wasn't looking at her, I was looking at the family, I'm looking at you. I'm like this nigga, man. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And I just, I don't know. I want to be impressed by the end of this love story and all that. But if Jacqueline came back the next day and was like, "I, right, Marcus, for real, for real, I think that oh, nigga would relapse. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But, yeah, no, it, it's in a situation where your um, choices are Halle Berry or Robin Givens. You can't really go wrong either way it is. Not really. So, yeah, again, a classic in every way, shape, and form. Um, I feel like this movie uh, deserved a lot more love than it got uh, from the mass reviewers and audiences out there. It actually uh, was reviewed as a 5 out of 10 on uh, our 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah. Um, And it got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes um which it's i think that it's i like bad. i
4: rotten tomatoes makes good points but they don't do well in black movies because they don't have black i was gonna say i feel critics. like they they weren't the folks that it was made for yeah they just starting to get black critics now on rotten tomatoes you you might want to send it to Sal, but maybe we should do a black one called blackberry <laughs> i
1: wasn't even dead i'm dead serious to all old, old movie you called the blackberry that's actually good. The, the, the black alternative to Rotten Tomatoes?
0: I think that would be excellent.
1: Yeah, You might want to censor that out just so, so someone else
0: doesn't take it. I ain't going to steal it. I ain't censoring shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, uh, got any shout-outs? What are y'all doing on a uh, – well, what you
4: got any shout-outs? Uh, no, no shout-outs. We'll be back on the Watch the Series podcast mm-hmm. next week, taking two weeks off because I'm moving. So we'll be back. Other than that, oh, we got a new podcast art. It looks dope. Looks like the Fuji's. The yeah, art is it. dope. Brent, you got any shout outs, man? Uh, nah, no, no shout outs. Just, uh, just happy to be here. Waiting, uh, looking forward to next week. What we got next week? Uh, let's
0: see. Uh, Next week on our list of movies, uh, I believe it is the Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence classic. Nope, it's not. It is Harlem Nights. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Eddie um, Eddie Murphy's best movie of all time. So, I mean, right now I'm laughing just thinking about roles like them niggas with a machine gun. You shoot that pistol one more time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my brother. <laughs>
0: I told yeah. y'all after we got done with the um, Black Hood classics, we were going straight into the comedy and we weren't looking back. Um, I want to thank you again, Wade, for uh, joining us this week. We really do appreciate it. I'm glad I got out, man. I'm glad I did this, too. This was fucking awesome. Uh, you're always welcome back. And um, for Brandon and myself, um, y'all can check us out on uh, iTunes. Well, y'all are already checking us out. But y'all can leave a review wherever you get your podcast at. Leave us five stars. Uh, we might take time out in the future to go ahead and take a look and read some of the reviews, uh, subscribe to us, let your friends know about us. We're not going anywhere. We literally have eight pages full of movies that we're going to be reviewing and each month is something different. So um, if you want to email us right now, you can email us at hindsight movie reviews at gmail.com um, for Brandon. I am Roshani. Um Thank y'all so much. Well, I'm Derek. I don't, I don't know. It's a habit. You do this for like 13 years. It gets kind of hard to shake, but um, y'all be good. Thank y'all so much for uh, listening and have a wonderful evening. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive.
2: This is Single Simulcast.